This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio, Season 3, Episode 6. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hetton and Randy Zigenfus, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Zigenfus. And I'm Lynn Funy-Hetton. How are you, Randy? I'm pretty good today. How are you? Great, thanks. So today we're talking with Monica Burns, and our listeners may remember Monica from last season, episode 33, when we chatted about her book, Deeper Learning with QR Codes and Augmented Reality. Today we're talking about our new book from Corwin Press, um, scheduled to release later this month, and it is Formative Tech, Meaningful, Sustainable, and Scalable Formative Assessment with Technology. A little bit about uh, Dr. Monica Burns is a curriculum and ed tech consultant, Apple Distinguished Educator, and founder of ClassTechTips.com. As an educator, Monica was part of her school's federal magnet funding leadership team and was a vocal advocate for bringing one-to-one technology into her fifth grade classroom. During her tenure as a classroom teacher, Monica used iPads to create engaging, differentiated learning experiences to meet the unique needs of her students. And realizing the power of those tech tools in the classroom, she started the blog that we mentioned, ClassTechTips.com, to provide a resource for educators and administrators as implementing ed tech in the classroom. Monica visits schools across the country to work with pre-K to 12 teachers to make technology integration as exciting and accessible. She's earned many credentials, including Apple Distinguished Educator in 2013, Amazon Education Teacher Innovator, Book Creator Ambassador, and Nearpod Pioneer. Uh, She's a graduate of the University of Delaware and Hunter College and completed a doctorate in global education leadership at Lamar University 2016. So welcome, Monica, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All right. It's great to have you here again, Monica, this season, and uh, we're excited to talk about your new book, Formative Tech. So to kick off the conversation, uh, this conversation that's actually happening before the book's even released, uh, so that's very exciting. Can you tell us, what is the big question behind Formative Tech? Why is this an important read for us as educators? Well, I really want assessment to feel actionable for teachers and joyful for students. And it's become such a 
you know, that term assessment has become such a loaded anxiety filled term. Um, but when we're checking for understanding before, during and after a lesson, that's really what I wanted to focus on with this book. All right. So many schools have a variety of technology. I get to visit lots of spaces. And even when I hear we're one to one iPad or one to one Chromebook, there's always lots of devices floating around with different names and different categories. And I wanted to make sure that teachers you know, have the resources that they need to make the best use of these tools. You know, so the big question behind this book was really how can we use the technology tools in our classrooms, the wide range that there are, uh, to check for understanding in an actionable way. So thinking about um, what you just said, assessment being joyful, um, you're right, we certainly don't think of assessment as joyful. And uh, let's start first and talk a little bit about formative assessment and what it might look like before, during, or after a lesson. Well, I actually just put together um, a video for a post that I had on my site last week on, you know, three things you need to know about formative assessment, um, which really focused on that before, during, and middle. And thinking about how we can engage students in conversations around their their learning, making this a fun, um, engaging experience for them. Right before a lesson, you might gauge student interest with a survey or find a baseline uh, for student understanding or identify some misconceptions with an interactive uh, collaborative board. You know, while during a lesson, you might use a back channel where students are practicing digital citizenship skills, but you're really checking in to see what they're talking about and what they're noticing or or taking from the content that you've introduced or they're exploring through hands-on activities and even embedding questions, you know, during a lesson so kids can pause and not just, you know, give you information to act on, but also reflect themselves and take a little bit of ownership, you know, of their learning as well. And, and after a lesson, you know, you might have kids uh, using virtual exit slips, um, doing something that could be posted on social media while also sharing for you um, what it is that they've learned about a particular topic. And I think what's so important about this is we're, you know, giving kids an opportunity to, to share what it is that they've learned to pose questions that they have. And we have an opportunity, whether we're one-to-one or or every once in a while, students have access to technology to just hear more voices um, in the classroom. So one of the things that I appreciated about your book was that there are lots of different entry points. And I think you really cast the net wide and um, give teachers that are really comfortable with formative assessment some opportunities and those that uh, might not be so comfortable some opportunities for entry points. So can you share some examples about um, how we might make our assess- assessment practices um, through technology more efficient and on the other end, how might we use technology to totally transform the way um, that we approach assessment? Well, I really appreciate you know that you share that, Randy, because that's really one of my big goals with this book is to present some quick and simple tips for teachers who are just getting started or looking for you know a little bit of tech integration as they build their confidence, um, but also for taking what um, normal practices teachers have in a very tech-rich environment to the next level um, to really transform those practices. And and one thing that I'm really excited about that I think shows just the range of what you can do is screencasting. Um, Screencasting can totally transform uh, formative assessment practice and can be something that teachers um, have a few different entry points for and 
fellow Apple Distinguished Educator, Rashawn Richards, uh, was kind enough to write the foreword for my book. Um, he's the brains behind Explain Everything, which is a really mm-hmm. popular um, screencasting tool. And, you know, and that's a tool that teachers use in, in lots of different ways, whether for students to do just a quick response so it captures their voice and their sketching on the screen or for students to make a product that's a little bit more substantial that might have an audience established for it that also um, demonstrates their understanding um, more holistically over the course of maybe a few day lessons or maybe there's other checking in um, over the course of the development of a, a longer product. So, you know, explain everything's a great example of one that has a few different entry points and use cases and even taking that down to more of a primary level, something like Seesaw um, can accomplish similar goals where students are speaking into the screen, drawing onto a screen, snapping a picture, and really using their voice again to reflect and to share their understanding. So in both cases, um, you're gathering a lot of information on student understanding that can be very actionable um, depending on what type of success criteria or um, you've identified or the learning goals um, that you're teaching towards. So thinking about learning goals and students, you know, certainly understanding where they are and where their strengths lie. You also talk about family engagement and it's important for parents to understand where students' strengths lie and where their areas of of need exist as well. So um, in that chapter, you uh, share some ideas for communicating assessment data with parents. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and why it's important? Definitely. And I think that, you know, we really work hard to make sure that parents are partners um, through many events and, and parts of the school day. And the data, right, this information that we're gathering on student understanding shouldn't be simply something that uh, comes up or is part of the conversation during teacher parent-teacher conferences or at the end of the year or a number on a report card. Uh, what's more powerful is to be able to give families something that feels actionable to really help them become learning partners. Um, We have to keep them in the loop. We have to give them not only some information, but some strategies so that they can support their children at home um, when we're working towards the similar goals of of having them master content or or show growth um, over the course of a school year. So it's important to me to share some tools that really keep families in the loop. Uh, class tag is one, Blooms is another, um, that it's come a long way from what you can do with not just pushing out a notification to families, but having that two-way communication so that you can make sure you're reaching families on whatever kind of device that they have um, in different languages as well, so that you're sharing resources with them that they can put to work. So you mentioned explain everything, class tag, balloon, seesaw, and you've got a whole other uh, set of tools that you mentioned in your in your book. So what are your favorites and uh, how might our teachers use those for assessment purposes? Yeah, so there's there's so many wonderful tools. And what's important for me to always emphasize is that it's it's not just one, right? One magic thing that's gonna solve our problems or you know, address um, every issue. It's really, you know, comes down to a phrase I use all the time, uh, tasks before apps, right? What's our our learning goal? What's our purpose? Um, why are we using a particular tool? And so, you know, there's ones that are, are cast a wide net um, that can be used in many different ways. 
ways. Um, Nearpod is one that I love sharing with teachers. It's one that I use as an instructional tool when I lead professional development sessions because I loved using it in the classroom um, as an upper elementary school teacher to lead lessons. Um, Not only are you pushing content to your students' devices um, so that they can be a little bit more focused and see things a little more clearly than something that might be on the big screen of your classroom, but you can embed a range of um, kind of check for understanding opportunities in the midst of an interactive lesson. So having students draw a picture, annotate a page, um, tap on a poll to to give you some information on what they're interested or excited about, um, or even having them answer a short response question. And Nearpod gives you the opportunity to really differentiate those experiences as well. So students can respond in different ways. Um, your children who might draw their answer or your students who might type their answer in complete sentences. So not only are you differentiating the collection of the data, um, but you're also then seeing where your kids are at in the midst of a lesson so you can make decisions right then and there. And of course, um, you know, similar features will, will pop up in other tools as well. But the idea that you can get information in real time and change the course of a whole group lesson or just have your eyes peeled um, for a couple students who might um, not quite show that they're moving along at the pace you'd like them to so that you can uh, really be by their side when they need it, especially as you might transition to more independent practice after a mini lesson or a whole group discussion. Wow, you've shared some great examples, some of which uh, we've seen our teachers using and have experienced the same success that you're experiencing. So thank you for sharing those. Looking forward to checking some of the examples out that you shared that we haven't um, seen our teachers use. So we'll look into those. Thank you. So uh, you mentioned that your book is coming out. I believe you said March 21st, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're offering a special, a special deal coming soon? Yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm trying out something new uh, this spring. Um, The book is going to be released um, on the 21st of this month, but starting um, this week, um, March 9th through the 23rd, I'm doing a special uh, pre-order bonus. Um, So teachers, readers who purchase the book um, early on during the pre-order time will get a whole bunch of exclusive um, exclusive bonuses, including an audio version of chapter one so that they can just dive in right away before their Amazon or, or Corwin shipment comes. So um, that'll be up on my blog on the 9th, all the details for that. Um, it's also going to be at classtechtips.com backslash pre-order. Um, once it goes live, you'll, you'll see all the information there. So I'm just excited to share some of those extra resources and extra bonuses. Um, I'm so excited for the book to come out and I want to make sure, you know, anyone who's kind of waiting for a delivery will have some great things to dive into as well. That sounds exciting. So what what's next for you? You're obviously spending some time developing these resources as a bonus. Um, you know, what are you looking forward to next and what's inspiring you in your work? Well, it's been so much fun to to work on this project and have the, the long form writing to really dive deep into this topic. So I'm excited to kind of shift back to some of my shorter form writing on, on my blog and for Edutopia as well. And then I'm preparing for some spring and summer workshops on, on this topic, on using creation tools, and, and just getting excited to be um, back out for ASCD's annual conference at the end of March, you know, ISTE and iPad Palooza 
cruise that in June. So looking forward to, um, you know, not just being in on the ground and in some of the schools um, in my area, um, but getting a chance to share more widely um, some of the things that I'm just really passionate about. Sounds like exciting work. So thank you so much for joining us, Monica. And Monica has mentioned some of her resources. If you want to learn more about um, her work, you can visit classtechtips.com. There are a lot of other links in the show notes. You can see some of the articles she's written for Edutopia, follow her on Twitter, connect on Facebook, uh, also listen to some other podcasts and uh, view some of other um, information that she shared. All right. Uh, This has been a fun conversation, Monica. Great reconnecting with you uh, and uh, diving into your second book coming up here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun talking about uh, this topic and, of course, uh, reconnecting with you both. So each episode, we leave you with a couple of questions to think about with the idea of provoking some conversation. This episode's questions include, what new tips or strategies did you learn about from for using technology for formative assessment? And what can you do tomorrow to enhance or even transform your assessment practices? If you've enjoyed today's episode, would like to comment or just find out more about the resources and links we've shared in today's episode, check out the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for season three, episode six. We'd love for you to rate the show in iTunes. Let us know your star rating and consider leaving a one or two sentence review. If you have time to do that, You'll help new folks discover this content. That's it for now. We'll talk to you next episode for a conversation with another innovative thought leader. Thanks again, Monica. Thanks, Monica. Thank you. to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments, you can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.